Welcome to Manager Tools. Today's show, the conclusion to the answer to the question, can I be friends with my directs? Here we go. Okay, so you can't be friends with your directs, but you said earlier, you can be friendly with them. And there's a distinction yeah, between sure. those two, being yeah, friendly I mean, and well, being friends. I, th- I think being I think being friendly with people is a good general rule to have, right? And and hopefully, for a lot of you listening, this is a gigantic loophole you want it to be. You, know, you, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you you cannot be friends with your directs, but yes, you can be friendly to them. There you go. I'll just redefine friendship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah, all you have to do is get the very eth- ethical underpinnings of human society, Mike, and you can redefine friendship, right? Yeah, you might think that the two mean the same things, but there really is a difference, and we've already alluded to it. Being friendly with your directs is simply a set of behaviors. Smiling, asking about their free time, asking about their families, being polite, starting conversations with small talk, sharing about your own life, encouraging others to join you for lunch, accepting lunch invitations, etc., etc. All of these things are friendly behaviors. They're appreciated, they're respected, they're even admired by people who struggle to get along well and easily with other people who don't aren't as easily aren't as gifted at making friends. Hold on there because these are the things that I do with my friends, right? I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's, that's that's how I treat my friends. So what's the difference? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see your point. Yeah, look, but to be a friend, as opposed to simply engaging in friendly behavior, we go back to the fact that now you're also accepting the obligation of what being a friend means, as opposed to just behaving in a friendly way. Again, this is the obligations we talked about earlier. It is the obligation of friendship, not the behaviors of friendship, that are the problems with bosses being friends with their directs. You can be friendly, sure, but friends, no. And by the way, from a distance, I may not be able to tell that you're not friends with a direct when you behave in a friendly way with them. There's nothing wrong. And I know half the people who are listening are like, I don't want to be friendly with people. Okay, but I got to tell you, the people who get ahead in your company tend to be friendly and outgoing, all things being equal. Talk to me about favoritism. You mentioned that earlier. You said you cannot show favoritism with your friendships. If my directs are not my friends, then favoritism doesn't play a role, then does it? Well, yeah, well, it does. You know, in other words, you can show favoritism without having two friends on a five-person team, for instance, right? And and frankly, we often hear undertones of favoritism when we get asked about being friends with one's directs. It sounds like this, my best friend used to be a peer of mine, and now he works for me. Well, that's not a question of whether or not I can be friends with my directs. That's a question, can I still stay friends with my best friend who is one, who is one of my directs? That's both friendship and favoritism. And then there's also the one, hey, there's a group of us likes to go out to the same bar on Thursday or Friday nights. Just two or three of the 10 people who work for me, we share a common hobby. And so, you know, every Thursday we go to this local bar and we cheer for a foreign football team or something like that. Okay, so just let me say, going back to behavior, favoritism is a behavior, right? There's a set of behaviors that 
get aggregated together that suggest favoritism. Yeah, it's it's actually what favoritism is, is friendly behaviors applied unequally. Okay. Okay. Right. There you right. go. When we look, when we hear these questions, we look, guys. We understand the motivation to continue enjoying a good part of your life. From let's say, if you got promoted from before your promotion, you were friends with somebody, you got promoted, and now that you work for you, and so really you can't maintain that friendship. We'd even guess that when folks ask us about friendships, they're rarely asking about having equally strong friendships with everybody on their team. They're thinking of those directs, the subset of their team, who are already their friend, which essentially brings up immediately the the ugly head of favoritism. Look, let's set up a series of simple sort of tests for the manager-direct relationship. But first of all, you can't be friends with any of your directs. That's the first point. Number two, you can behave in a friendly way to all of your directs. Number three, you can't behave in a friendly way to some of your directs even if you would or wouldn't describe them as your friend, without behaving similarly with all of your other directs. Those are the three tests. And the the biggest problem with having differing levels of friendship, from actual friends to friendly behaviors to no special relationship at all, is the perception effect. Even if you generally aren't friends with the direct, you're not. If you then behave in a friendly way towards her, that will be seen as a form of friendship and potentially be a cause for concern. If you apply these friendship behaviors unequally, others are going to question your motivations, question your decisions, and your credibility will suffer. And the point of this is, folks, you can't use the friendly behavior distinction to attempt to either hide a friend relationship or to differentiate among your team members. It's not ethical and it's not effective. I think you make a pretty good case. <laughs> it's difficult. It'd yeah, be difficult uh, yeah, to be friends. Have, I'm sure there should be a few people who listen who want to parse all this and say, I have a different thought experiment. And uh, we welcome that, of course, if, if you're thinking about your job. Now, if, if, if we perceive that all you're trying to do is salvage a friend relationship with one of your directs whom we're telling you that you can't be a friend to that person, um, sorry, we, we, we won't budge on that. We wish we could. Because this has happened to us, but we won't budge. Okay. Well, you mentioned the thought experiment. So let's do a better thought experiment. Let's imagine ourselves at a party on a beach, drinks in hand, drinking with our directs. Can I do that? I'm just picturing myself at a party on a beach with a drink in my hand. I know. Margaritaville going on in the background. Yeah. The whole Margaritaville thing. And then I'm thinking, is this a podcast? Do I really need to be a podcast? Yeah. Look, you know, we said before that that the favoritism issue often comes up when we get asked this question, right? But the alcohol question often follows the friend question too. Apparently alcohol and friendship and role power somehow intersect far more regularly than most of us would like to admit. But look, we can make this really simple. We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt here. And we're going to say that drinking together is not exclusively done just with friends, but we're going to tell you, we're going to, we're going to stipulate for now that drinking is just friendly behavior. Remember, we've already made the distinction between being a friend and the obligations that implies and friendly behavior, which to an, a disinterested third party, and you might not be able to tell a friend from friendly behavior at a distance. 
but we're going to stipulate that that drinking is not what you do with friends. It's just a friendly behavior. Okay, it's no no obligations implied. And look, we happen to think, based on the questions we get, the drinking is done amongst friends, but we're going to give you the looser definition of friendly behavior. Okay. But look, thought experiments tell us that drinking is something done among friends as opposed to it just being a friendly behavior. The problem is we would then immediately eliminate alcohol with all directs at all times. And then we'd also have to come up with every possible reasonable exception. I remember several years ago doing a cast about holiday parties and talking about you can have one drink and that's it. I think that's what we said. That's what we said. We, we can't go through every possible scenario where it might be legitimate for you to have a drink, Uh, those kinds of rules are simply impossible to apply. But if drinking is only a friendly behavior, then okay, you can drink with your directs. But now, okay, the drinking question often follows the friend question, and frankly, it also follows the favoritism question. They don't know that it's a favoritism question, but, but that's what it is. But remember here, you can't show favoritism. If you're drinking with a smaller subset of your team regularly, you're either admitting they're your friends, in which case that's unacceptable, or if you wish to claim it's only friendly behavior, as we allowed you to do, then the subset you're drinking with makes it friendly behavior unevenly applied, thus favoritism, so you can't do it. So what we're saying is you can drink with your directs as long as you generally do so equally across your entire team. You're not saying that that everybody has to be at every occasion where you're drinking with any of your directs, right? That's not what you're saying. That's how how I've learned how to bond with my people is we always go drinking and (laughs) all of us always go. I even make the people who are teetotalers drink too. They don't like me much. It's a requirement. Boy, boy, I have fun. No. no, of course not. Everyone doesn't have to be at every chance for alcohol that you have. You can have drinks with some one night and then be at a party with some others another night. As long as there's no appearance of favoritism, drinking with your directs is fine. And look, I would. I honestly would. I know you guys think Mark's crazy. He's gone off the deep end. I can't believe this. But I honestly would. If it had been a month gone by, and I know in the first week of the month, I'd had drinks after a volleyball match with a couple of guys on my team and... At the end of the month, I'd say, you know what? Have I done that with anybody else? And am I in danger here of being perceived as showing favoritism? And and maybe I could give myself a pass this month, but next month, I can't do it again. That starts a pattern. Yeah, I guess part of the the question really is, do you consider yourself a professional manager? And to what extent are you willing to go to be a professional manager? And this is what professionals think about I think you're right, Mike, and I, I'd be willing to bet you that some of the newer managers in the world say, well, no, I'm not really a professional yet. I'm, I'm just starting my career, and I'm just still learning and so on. But you know what, folks? It's just not fair to say that. I know it's easier to say that. It's easier to ease into all the obligations. But look, if you're a manager, your primary obligation is the company. We've talked about this before. And if you're a newer manager, but you're not willing to address the whole professional issue, and then suddenly you're in a conversation about who's going to get laid off, wouldn't you want the people who make decisions about your life, if if you were one of the ones on the bubble, wouldn't you want those people to behave in a professional way? How could we expect a newer manager who doesn't think of himself or herself as a professional? How can we expect them to behave professionally when our family's addiction to food, clothing, and shelter is on the line with them? Yeah. 
And this whole idea of, you know, perception making a difference. So just think about it. Almost everybody listening has probably at some point known a manager that showed favoritism to somebody, right? And everybody thought it. If you went to that manager, I guarantee you, the manager said, I'm not showing favoritism to this person, right? Perception matters. It does. Yep, exactly. Yep. Okay. So you can drink. Great. Cool. Awesome. Okay. (laughs) But you don't get to say stupid things when you're drunk with your directs. Make mine a margarita frozen, no salt, right? This is the obvious subtext of, quote, drinking with one's directs, unquote, saying stupid or drunk things. We suspect, frankly, I know some of you were surprised that we believe drinking can be in the right circumstances okay. I, there are some of you out there that were going, I can't believe they're, they're going to let me do it. But on the other hand, you also know at some level drinking can lead to stupid behaviors. Yeah, it does. And the fact is you're right, which proves our point. It's not the drinking with your directs that's a problem. It's the stupid stuff you say or do when you are drinking that's the problem. If we recommended against alcohol with the recs, we'd have to tell you to shun one beer at the end of the day in, a cor- in the courtyard of the company or say no to one glass of wine at a going away dinner and ceremony. These are the kind of rules that get broken and then end up going away. And they're not helpful to us in terms of our interactions. But of course, when I get drunk, I maintain all my mental faculties. I never say stupid yeah. things. I, I have perfect judgment when I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Um, Look, folks, we know you're going to have opportunities to drink with your team. You know, not every dinner you go to is an interview where, please, folks, hopefully, you know, where we previously said, don't you dare drink in an interview. So therefore, you're at dinner with your team and or a part of your team and you want to have a drink. Yeah, it's okay. Drinking with a team with your team or part of your team, as long as it's not a pattern of favoritism is okay. But because you are the boss, you must drink responsibly. And for most of us folks, two drinks puts you at or over the legal limit for drunk driving. And of course, folks, I know it's different in different parts of the world. So if there's no tolerance at all, then you cannot drink if you've got to drive. If you get drunk, if you get drunk with your direct friends, even though you don't have to drive, maybe your spouse is there, maybe it's you're having a drink in your hotel, you're visiting an away team, for instance, and your directs are having a good time, and in part because of, the, because of your power over them and keeping up with you, you know, because the boss drinks, so therefore I want to show him that I can drink, they may have had too much. And what do you think? Are they going to ask their boss for a ride home? Probably not. If you're driving, or let's say your spouse is driving, are they going to ask you? You're going to be the last person they ask. Sorry, but you probably are. What will you do when they start asking to come in late the next day or leave early to go to DUI classes, driving under the influence classes, because they got stopped for drunk driving, because they were drinking with you? And look, you, you could say, well, Mark, I keep everybody because, you know, well, I'm their boss. And so I tell them no more than two drinks, everybody, no more than two. Yeah. Okay, sure. Everybody's going to follow that. You're going to be able to keep track of everybody. Do you doubt that everybody in your company will know that one of your directs got a very serious ticket in the U.S. anyway, uh, a DUI ticket after a party at which you were also over the limit 
but you clearly were not bothered by the fact that you were over the limit. And by the way, the part where you didn't drive doesn't make this story. They assume, everyone assumes you probably drove home as well. And you and your direct were drinking and you set the stage, you set the standard, and your direct now has a DUI on his or her record. So look, something we've learned about alcohol and directs, have one with them. In that way, they'll appreciate your willingness to not be apart from them and say, no, I'm sorry, I'm the boss, I can't drink. Okay, And then they'll give you crap, certainly. On the other hand, so they'll appreciate your willingness to drink with them, but when you turn the second one down, they might kid you a little bit, but they'll also appreciate you for more for setting an example and admitting you know you're not one of them, you're their boss. And that implies a different set of obligations. Okay, now let's talk about your favorite topic and my favorite topic, which is Facebook. You mean the movie, Social Network? One of the all-time great movies? I love that movie, by the way. Uh, I I, I know you do. Although, of course, we didn't do a Facebook cast. We did a MySpace cast. Silly ass. Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) That is so... Well, when we did the cast, what we call the MySpace cast, MySpace was bigger in the U.S. This is the only cast, that's the only cast that I feel is more timely than timeless. And look, we did it because it was important and related to management. Uh, but we, we're not—we're definitely not a flavor of the month kind of place, as many of our listeners know. But we did it, and we had to address timely factors like who was biggest in the market and social media. And what did we discover? Oops, the market has changed enormously. MySpace surely will sell for less than hundred million dollars, and there are people who'd saying that Facebook is going to be valued at over five hundred billion. So Facebook is it? So let's let's talk about Facebook and can I friend my directs? That's the question folks want to know. Yeah, and the problem, of course, is that Facebook made a company or a marketing decision to call the process of of inviting someone into your personal network, friending them. That made made everything we've been saying up until now more complicated. Right. You said I can't be their friends, so I guess I can't friend them on Facebook, right? Yeah, the the simple fact is that, quote, friending, unquote, someone on Facebook is not the same thing as being their friend. Being on someone's friend list on Facebook in no way causes there to be an assumption of friend obligation. You know, my daughter Kate shared with me recently, you can't assume you can get career help easily from all of your Facebook friends the way you know you could get help from all of your actual friends. How disappointing. Yeah. I mean, it's look, it's, it's simply another rung on the relative ethical scale of obligations that we link ourselves to one another. Folks, please don't get the impression that we think obligations aren't good. We think obligations are what link together people of good moral stature, people who who care for one another and believe in doing the right thing and are willing to stretch and grow themselves uh, and believe that every person in the world is connected to them after a fashion and that we're all responsible for the state of living in, in everywhere in the world, and we can all make a difference. Um, this is what being an ethical person is. And ethics, by definition, are rule sets, and the rules are different for different types of relationships, as we've already said. Right. Now, the, the question is, sorry, I went, I went all philosophical there for a second. I know what people are saying. I know there are plenty of managers who are listening right now saying, okay, I can friend my directs. Should I? The answer is you don't have to. 
some of you may feel that if your boss asks you, you have to say yes. Although I find it interesting, and this is something Kate told me as well, that with the people who are normally your friends or maybe even just an acquaintance who you want to stay in touch with, you don't have to ask people to be your friend. You just send them a friend request. But when your boss comes to you and says, hey, would it be okay if we were friends? That sends a message that the boss is aware their relationship with you is different enough to create some tension or friction around the behavior and the implications of Facebook friending somebody. Look, you don't have to say yes to your boss if your boss asks you. But we've known plenty of bosses who are insecure enough to act as if their request carried with it their role power. And of course, here we are. We're messy again, right? Role power, friendship, obligations, and so on. And, and they, they seem to imply that a no wasn't even possible. Most bosses know that Facebook friending isn't a given between bosses and subordinates. If everybody in your company does it, folks, don't assume the whole world does it like you do. Um, there's an old joke in the 1970s about the woman who lived in Manhattan. I'm pretty sure this is, it may not be a woman, it may be a famous person, but I'm pretty sure it was a woman said when asked after McGovern lost the election to Nixon, stunningly, she said, I can't believe that happened. Everyone I know voted for McGovern, <laughs> right. right? And it's, it's just a very small sample size. If you hang out with people who have, are like-minded to you, it, it will seem like, one outcome is assured when, in fact, it may not be. And so just because your company, everybody gets friended, doesn't mean that's true at other bigger companies. Particularly if your company's average age is lower, you're going to have lots of Facebook friending, but that doesn't mean it's normally true. Okay? It's much less normal than you might think. And look, bottom line, we recommend against it, though, of course, we do understand there are some exceptions. We don't recommend against friending your boss because of what your boss might see on your wall or whatever. We've already had a cast that addressed that. We hope you're smart enough to know that if you do a stupid thing after you're drunk, the only thing stupider than that is then making it public to thousands of people who really aren't your close friends, but they're your Facebook friends. We recommend perhaps saying no simply because it entangles the obligations you have between you and your boss, and it may make for awkwardness. Personal awkwardness is never good between a boss and a subordinate. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. I, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that, sure that's, all. That's, that's all we yeah. have to say about bosses little, and friendship. Little, yeah. A little <laughs> philosophical discussion there. Uh, look, let me wrap it up, though. You can't be friends with your directs. Your directs don't think of you as a friend. Certainly, you can and should be friendly with your directs, but you can't show favoritism with those friendships. You can't drive a truck to that loophole. You can drink with your directs. Okay, but you cannot do or say the stupid or drunk things with your directs that so many of us do. So that means for the vast majority of you, you can't really drink. (laughs) Yeah, you got that, folks. You got that. You can, but you can't. Okay. Yeah. Beyond one drink. Beyond one drink. Just nurse that drink for a long time. And yeah, you can friend your directs on Facebook, but you don't have to. We know it's hard to hear that some friendships that you've already developed will have to become less important to you than your work responsibilities as a manager. Mike and I both have felt that sting before in our past, and yet we found over and over and over again that the best friends totally respect you taking a step up, and they understand it, and the relationship becomes even better even as it becomes different. Effective managers want to know their directs, and we're required to make hard decisions that put the company first. Be a professional and be friendly not 
friends. Cool. Thanks, my friend. I love that one. My pleasure, partner. All right. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. That's it. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you all next week. Meantime, have a great one. So long.